everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unnecessary Noise. I am your host, TJ Tulloch, and this is episode 76. It's a beautiful Wednesday uh, morning here in this part of the world. Sun's still shining, this part of the universe, this part of the galaxy, this dimension, in this moment right now uh, that I am existing in. You could be listening to it years and years and years into the future, or... You could have taken this podcast, downloaded it, gotten into a DeLorean, and traveled back to the past. I don't know. Maybe you're in a TARDIS. Doesn't matter to me. It does. I don't care. The point is, right here, right now, right here, right now, uh, it's a nice day. It's a beautiful hump day. Beautiful Wednesday. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think about... I have a couple of things I want to say. We're on the back stretch, first of all, of 100 episodes. Like, now it's now it's a nice, easy coast to 100. I think I'm going to hit that mark by the end of the year. That's my goal. And I wouldn't mind trying to go for 200 next year. That's a lot of rambling. That's a lot of talking. You know what the thing is that's good about this, though? At least I'm just talking into a microphone and not at somebody that doesn't want to listen. You know, anybody that wants to hear me ramble right now, they just download it. And if you don't like it, you can shut it off. It's better than the people that think they need to do a podcast on a person. You've had those people. They, they, want, they want to have their own show. They want to have their own radio show. And really, it's not hard. It's just, it's literally like your computer. You can get some free software. What is it? What's the Audacity? Is that the one that uh, is free? Freeware? Get your computer mic. Maybe maybe like a, what is it? $50 mic. Even. Doesn't have to be special. And go to town. Start rambling. Hell, do it on your phone. And a lot of, lot of phones these days have really high quality mics. You can do a lot of good things. Nobody's going to know the difference unless you're a sound technician. That, uh, that spends their entire day trying to listen for that, that particular sound. Oh, no, no. You know he's... Li- he's uh, uh, let me see what he's recording on. Yeah. Oh. No, that's a that's the sound of a Shure SM7B, okay? Mm. Yeah, no, they, that's, a, that's a good mic. That, that's a nice little setup he's got there. Yeah. No, this one's on a Samsung Galaxy 10. I wouldn't even... You know what? This, the, I can't even listen to this. Is he even... Sp- what does he even say? Is that even English or is it Klingon? I can't I can't tell. It's so crackly. Where's he broadcasting from? Mars? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that guy's supposed to be like a Donald Trump type character. I don't know. Where is he broadcasting from? Uh, let me go. I'm going to tweet something. My t- my tweets are clear or they were until I got blacklisted. <laughs> my my until my accounts were were tweeted, my 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 tweets were clear. Kofefi, everybody knew what Kofefi meant. It was a, co- a combination of coffee and feffy. And I don't know, I don't know. This is what happens when I start improving at like nine in the morning, before I've had my Kofefi. Actually, I had a little bit. Uh, but yeah. 
there is a we're on the back slide and there are a lot of people that think that they can they that they can take up your time and time is precious you know that's why you know we don't just sit and listen to podcasts usually podcasts podcasts have now taken the place of a lot of baseball games you know that's why baseball was so great back in like the the 40s and the 50s actually it's still great i love baseball but that is what is the great thing about baseball it's every day it is uh but like it really was a radio medium you don't need to watch the entire game you kind of go in you kind of watch you know walk in walk out very leisurely it's very casual i mean playoff baseball is a different thing but you know can't still know Ah, pitches inside. Swing and a miss, strike one. You know? Ah, short blooper over to short. Tosses it over to Tashira, And the Yanks are out of the inning. Nice and easy. Kind of, it has just enough entertainment where it's like, oh, okay, all right, they got into that one. You just leave, go do your thing. You know, if you're focusing on work or whatever. Fixing, you know, you got got it on and like got the game on in the uh, the shop. I'm trying to relate. That's me trying to relate. Never been in a mechanic. <laughs> I've never been inside like an like an actual mechanic shop in my life. No, no, no. It's in the shop. I just drop it off and go away. But that's the whole point, though. That's what we do with podcasts now. They've kind of taken the place of uh, of that of that ball game, you know. Or, I mean, talk radio to a certain extent. You know, you have the sports talk. Is Stern with the shock jock? That's what podcasting is. But the point I'm making is we don't do it. Uh, that's not the sole thing that we do. That's not the sole thing we're doing when we're listening to a podcast. Right? We got other things going on. You got, you know, you're, you're working on something else and then something might just catch your ear. You kind of stop, listen to a cup for a couple seconds, have a chuckle move on. But there are these people that uh, that think they they should be uh, doing a podcast and better, worse than a podcast, they think they should be doing like their own uh, their own set. This should be their own HBO special or Netflix special because I don't think HBO does the stand-up comedy specials anymore, do they? Like they were the ones that started it, but Netflix really ran with it. And side note, stand-up specials there are very few that I can go on and just sit there and watch. Like, I'll watch the clips on YouTube. Again, same thing. It's five minutes max and I'm out. You know, if it's a funny bit, I'll listen to it. But overall, like, it's tough to sit there. And maybe this goes back to uh, being in church. You know? Just different material. Sitting, sitting there squirming, listening to some guy talk and shouting eh it's just it's just not the best medium anymore i mean they get, don't get me wrong some speakers can be very electric but uh, whether it's stand up whether it's uh whether it's a pastor back in the day you know i was like eh, i'm fidgeting i'm fidgeting i'm looking to do something else put it on a podcast let me work in the shop <laughs> that i don't ever work in I think I would do, I would, mine would be essay writing. 
I, mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts when I'd be editing or essay writing, uh, cutting together videos and whatnot. But yeah. No. People, people will tell you their life's story. Life's story. Run on sentences without interruption. And the other thing, too, is they are expecting you to care. And I have a bad poker face. I think I have a good glazed-over face. Like, I, maybe it's just enough. It's not... I wouldn't say it's a poker face because anybody that knows me knows that I am... My facial cues are just like, I look tired. But anybody that doesn't know me and starts rambling at me um, would just see, like, just... Just think that's my dopey face. It's kind of like, I, I don't know, it almost is like the way Jim Jim Brewer has that kind of resting stone face. That's the face I go into if I'm just completely bored with what you're saying. Oh, yeah? 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 No, eh? I try, I'm trying to mimic what my normal face would be. That's That's what it is. It's like seeing that I'm so tired, but trying to get the muscle memory to remember what my interested face is. And it's not quite there, right? I'm doing the nodding. I can't quite tighten the muscles to get that point. It's like trying to, trying to tune your guitar and you're not quite getting that E. You're like, man, I need to change the strings. Pop a Red Bull. That's, that's what it is. But no, yeah, you get the ramble. You just get the ramble, and you're like, how do I dump out? How do I dump out? Do I backwards shuffle out of this conversation? Do I pretend I really need to? I just be like, do I cut off hard? That's the other thing in society. We're very, like, and this is maybe for myself more than anything. I don't want to be rude and I come across like I, I'm always I'm very blunt I have a there's a traditional um traditionally I've been very blunt I've been very curt and I don't think I don't think it's mean I don't think it's mean I think other people think it's mean so I try and go out of my way if I don't have to be curt with someone uh to and it's not life-threatening illegal or immoral uh, I usually give them the time because I want people to give me the time of day, you know. But the thing is, you realize, or I've realized that these 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 vampires that will just suck on your soul and just drain you dry of every sort of piece of energy because they just want they want attention when they should just be yelling into a microphone like me. Uh, they don't. They don't care. They are not being. They are not being polite when they stop you. They are not. They are not looking out for your best interest or my best interest. They are vomiting. They are vomiting up their day onto you, and that's and that's how it is. You know. So I mean, you know, you just kind of sit there and you smile and you're like, yeah, okay, oh. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, I've probably been guilty of that, too. I, I know I've done that to friends, where I think I'm being more entertaining. That's why I started this thing. So I could get all my stupid thoughts out here, tighten them up. You're getting the unfiltered version. I'm. This is This is where I get to tighten all my stuff up. Say, okay, you know, 
This is this is the rough draft. Now I can give Cole's notes to my friends and not uh, not completely bore them. Although, like, like I said, I'm like I'm gonna be like, oh yeah, you know what? You know what I talked about on the podcast today? No, no. The only people that I talk to are my boys in good old Langley, Virginia. Hey, you know who I'm talking about? That and Constable Sam. Ichabod Smith. I always want to go Ichabod Crane. I don't know why I said Ichabod. What other names start with I? Doesn't matter. Does not matter. See stuff like that. Get a podcast. Get a get a get a podcast. You don't even have to publish it. I don't think enough people journal or vlog. Because they you know, if you did, you'd have to stare into the abyss and realize no one's following you. Right? We all have better things to do. Yeah, yeah. Especially once you get... Here's the funny thing. You know, right now, we, like, it's, it's funny because I grew up in social media culture. Like, we, I was there for the birth. Right? The dawn of Facebook. You know, I was, I was in that university group, the initial university group. I remember when YouTube was not owned by Google, and I remember when Facebook, you only you could only join Facebook if you were a part of a university. And that was the thing. And so people would lie about what university they went to to get onto Facebook. It was, it was strictly for campus students. Uh, so we were there for that. And then we, I was there for, you know, we, like, I have evolved too with this whole thing where it's, you know, everybody, you get to that point where there's like a graph. Everybody likes everybody's stuff for a while and you get new followers and you get new friends and you're making all these new friends. But by the time you hit mid thirties and maybe you are still making new friends, you know, I'm not saying you can't stop making new friends, but you have your core. And the other thing, too, is everybody gets older. You know, as you stop, as you stop making those initial, like, friends that you would make from partying in your 20s and going out and doing all these things, uh, your, your, your likes start to dwindle. And that's not because nobody likes or sees what you're doing. It's that people have better crap to do. Right? We all have lives. At some point, you got to start putting down the phone. You got to start putting down the phone and, and living your life. You know, you start having the kids, you got to go get married, you know, white picket fence, all that sort of jazz. Or in Vancouver, you know, rent until you can't afford it and, you know, get kicked out on the street. It's depressing. Lower mainland is, is very depressing. Living in the lower mainland. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was very dark. That went to a dark place. Um... But that's, that's my point. The cycle is people stop caring because they're busy, right? Unless you're relating to them. So that's where you get these people that stop you in the hall. They, they, have, uh, they are unable to connect with anybody else, right? Online, you're not feeling gratified. You know, maybe at home you're not being heard. So the only person that's listening to you is some schlub in the hall. And now you just kind of, you kind of stare in there and you're like, ugh. And I mean, I have been guilty. Like I said, I am so guilty of doing this as well. 
It's something I constantly work on. That's why I have a podcast no one listens to. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Speaking of partying in your 20s, weird story. I'm going to, it is weird transition here, but uh, bear with me. I, I had a person come up to me today, or a couple days ago, and say that uh, her son is seeing this girl that knows me, speaks highly of me in her early 20s. She's like something like 23 or 24 and says that we used to party together. This is the thing that, and that, that's weird to me because I'm, I don't consider myself a guy that quote unquote parties. I've been to, you know, one or two house parties, especially, you know, if I'm doing the math and, sh- and I asked to say, I'm like, well, well, what else have I done with this person? Like, what do you mean by partying? And she's, well, you know, you've, you guys went to nightclubs and stuff. I'm like, I went to nightclubs. I, I can count the number of times. And if they're 23, 24, I'm thinking like, okay, you got to be, what, that's five years. In the past five years, like just, I mean, and we're assuming, you know, like, and I'm, I didn't recognize the name, but in the past five years, I can maybe count the number of times on one hand that I've been to a nightclub. Now, comedy club is different. You know, comedy club, uh, I've been to a couple, you know, a couple pubs with friends. I've been to several dozen wrestling shows, you know, over that span. But a, uh, but a, but nightclubbing? I don't like the club. It's not a fun, it's not a fun venue and you don't see me at my best. If I'm at the club, it's just some schlub uh, just just there. I, I feel, I don't know, it's just not me in my natural element. You know, I'm a hike guy. I do hikes, you know. I, 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 I can talk at a pub or talk at like a restaurant with friends, you know. Group setting, house party, yes. I guess I've been to a couple house parties. I don't remember this person. But a club, nightclub, it's just, it's not... It's not my scene. It's just a lot of, and I'm sounding, I'm going to sound old, but I've, you know, there's about like, like I said, there's probably like maybe six or seven months in like when I was 23. I want to say from like 21 to 23, uh, I probably went to the club maybe like, you know, a dozen times. And that's, that's being generous because even then I would just be like, Okay, I would be, I would still think, I think I still was home. There's sometimes I'd be home by like, you know, 12. I wouldn't shut her down. I think I maybe shut down the club like twice, twice in my life. Shut her down. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't. I'm so I'm wondering like, A, very curious to know how that conversation got started, how my name gets brought into it. I mean, I I could see how, but like maybe I don't know. It's a very it's just weird. It's strange for me. So anyway, that is uh, that's my random. Uh, that's my, that's just random. 
I don't club. Maybe I taught them like a, a first aid recert. I don't know. Or like WSI recert. Maybe they took a class with me at UFV. That's more likely. You know, I've done a lot of extracurricular stuff. I've announced at a few sports games. They play any sporting events. Um, like, I have a presence within the community, but as far as nightclubbing, I don't nightclub. Yeah. I, I'm trying to... That It's just not a... Yeah, like I said, it can be a fun scene... It can definitely be a fun scene. Um, yeah, I'm always, I think for me, I'm always more paranoid about how I'm going to get home. You know? Yeah, two things. And this is just neuroses to the 10th degree. Um, am I, and especially now, I'm way too, hey, I'm, I'm also way too old for the club. Been, been way too old. At the youngest, at this hypothetical youngest, I would have been 31, which is, Still, for me, probably about five years too old. You know, 26, you should be winding it down. Maybe maybe 28. Definitely by 31. Yeah, you're on that tail end, bud. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's, it's, it's a whole thing. I don't, I don't want to come across as, I think for me, I don't want to come across as creepy. And I want to know how I'm getting home. And those are two things you can't be thinking about if you want to have a good time at the club, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, there was, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Very weird. Just very weird. I was confused. Hmm. What else? In other news. Oh, wow. I watched the, uh, I've been watching The Sopranos lately. I don't know why I'm into this mob kick. I've never been a mobster guy, but lately I can't get enough of it. Never been, never been the fan of of just any of the gangsters. It's okay, like it's always been okay, but lately I, I can't I can't get enough of like you know classic Scorsese. Uh, you know, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but I, I mean, I started watching the Sopranos and they literally hired half the cast. I mean, Martin Scorsese's in the Sopranos, an episode of the Sopranos. He walks into a, to a club, a nightclub. There it is. Tied in full circle. But they, I think they got at least at one point, almost the entire cast of Goodfellas and Kevin McAllister's dad. Which, I mean, clearly he's fallen on rough times. You know, he's playing a crooked cop. Anyway. <laughs> it's, uh, that's such a funny thing to see him doing. Uh, yeah, I, it, I think it's... Some people say it's the greatest show ever made. I think it's definitely groundbreaking. Uh, I think that because of that, they, they set a trend that rather than having 22 episode seasons which was the traditional greenlit pilot uh you you know even for a drama you would have like 22 24 episodes they would have you know you'd have maybe was it i think sopranos had did sopranos have 10 8 to 10 episode seasons and they were very cinematic looking right they're very well directed almost like mini movies you know Whereas, 
and they told this arc overarching story that just fo- you followed. It was enough. It was digestible enough. It was perfect for HBO, a company that wasn't able to produce the the high volume of uh, of shows that you know, let's say an NBC would, right? Because they're cable. So uh, the stuff looked great. It looked amazing. But the problem is. You know, everybody started doing it. You know, I mean, yes, now we're talking 20 years ago, but that is the trend now. Max, maximum you're going to get, even for a network show, is about 13 episodes. And I guess that's a traditional, that's a traditional network deal. Uh, 13 episodes for your first season, then you get like, you know, you get 26 the second, and you get renewed for another 22, 22 to 20, 26, depending on how popular the show is how much you got to pay the cast, what the revenues are. There, there's a whole thing. But now with all the analytics, you know, everybody, every show has to have these, these ongoing themes. And I, yeah. And the problem is with that too now is you've also got shows that just seem that take that concept of an overarch, overarching narrative and, and still cut corners. Like, I don't know why, but Loki looks really cheap to me. I mean, the whole, I will say this, MCU, outside of Guardians of the Galaxy, the whole thing is just really cheapened over the past five or six years. I mean, even Infinity War, there is some bad green screening on that show, on that film. Infinity War, and, and actually, more so Endgame, there's just too much. I'm all for fantasy, I'm all for making, I'm all for, you know using your imagination but you know a couple practical effects there's nothing wrong with hiring a makeup squad and some prop guys with some animatronics every once in a while and i'm sounding like an again old funny daddy but it helps the actors at least react to something rather than like it just looks so cheap and i know we're talking about like a mob show like a show about the mob versus a show about you know superheroes but I mean, look at you know to to a lesser extent, look at Game of Thrones, and they I think they're an example of how you do it right up until the eighth season, up until the eighth season, and everybody knows like the eighth season could have been each of those episodes could have been a season of in and of themselves. That's why the pacing just the pacing just fell off in the eighth season. I could have bought Khaleesi has a heel turn if every single one of those those moments leading up had been, like, a season in and of themselves. It should not have been an eight-season show. It should have been about a 12-season show. The, uh, but I will say, the effects, because originally they look so organic, and they're, using, they're not just going to the green screen every single time, and there's, there's a lot of very well-done digital effects. HBO is the master of this. But, I mean, you look at Marvel, and everything's just so green-screened. It looks, it's almost, it's borderline Tim and Eric sketch bad. You know? If, if, if we can point it out, then it's not a good look. And that's, again, that's the problem with making a film by committee today. So, the, and I'm not, again, if you have one vision, if you have one Singular vision, 
it's it's a lot easier to make that cohesive narrative. But you know, and that's and that's what I again, that's why I, I say HBO does it right. Usually, you know, you got Larry David running his thing with Curb. You have you have uh I mean the Sopranos was great. You've got uh what you call it? Game of Thrones. Uh man, I'm all, I'm talking about well, I guess I mean I'm gonna take it back, you know, about five years ago. Five years ago. Uh, HBO, the best. <laughs> True Blood. <laughs> Even True Blood, for all its weird quirkiness, that one had some weird kind of goofy effects. But, you know, there was enough in there where you're like, okay, I can kind of, in a weird way, buy this. It's a little hokey. They, I'm not saying everything's perfect with HBO either. But uh, there's another show that kind of fell off the rails. They always start off so strong. But... Again, practical effects, I think, always trump for me now. They, they, they always seem to trump uh, these CGI effects because they're not as fun. You know, the whole, the whole idea of making a movie where, you know, you get slimed or you get there's guts in there. That's why horror movies can be fun. They're just It's a bunch of cheap makeup. You know, that's part of the, that's you know, Putting that stuff on in allows you to kind of engage the character. That's why B-movies are fun. If you don't like B-movies, you know, you kind of suck. <laughs> I don't know. What else do I got to talk about? I had a couple. Oh, you know what? The last thing I was going to say, this is completely non-sequitur. Um, this is why, you know, you have a podcast and you don't let other people uh, do your podcast. You don't let uh, other people necessarily... You don't do this to other people. Stop them in the hall. Because look, 29 minutes later, and I'm still rambling like a clown. It's good, though. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I bought a hex bar. And I one of the things I've been doing since the pandemic, slowly upping my home gym game. I figured, you know, I, I do... I'm not doing. I'm not like a you know Mr. Universe or anything, but uh, I'm I've been steadily improving uh, the home gym. You know, got my started with power blocks, had a bench before, uh, you know, then started get then got an Olympic bar, then got uh, a couple preacher curl easy curl bar. Um, this cool, you know, I'm not going to go through my entire roster. Wanted a hex bar. Now, if you don't know what a hex bar is, it's a hexagonal uh, bar that you can step into and do deadlifts. The idea being it's plate-loaded on either side, and you can lift, and you're not lifting forward. It's not putting as much pressure on your lower back. It's much more of a vertical arch. Okay? So it's a much more up-and-down movement rather than uh, you're pulling back and you're, you're messing up your hamstrings. A little bit almost like a hack squat, too. They're great. They're awesome. Uh, and you can do shrugs with it. It's fun. It's kind of expensive. Usually about $250. $250 to $500 is kind of that range because there's a lot of welding that goes on, a lot of moving parts. And uh, they can. you have to make them fairly heavy because the thing is, when you're not wrecking your back doing a, doing a hamstring curl, you're able to kind of, it's you can able to lift more. So 
I I'd been looking for one like like I said they're usually about two fifty, and, yeah, and I was looking on Facebook Marketplace. I don't want to spend five hundred on something I'm only going to do maybe one movement on, right? I want I want multifunctional for my for my home gym. We're calling it Bay Two, Bay Two Enterprises, um, not enterprises, but so I find it on Facebook Marketplace, and it's one fifty. Cool. 150 down in Yale Town, get in my truck, bomb down, agree to pick it up. Um, it's from, and I could not have asked for a better place. It's from a women's fitness studio uh, that deals with an aging population. Now, this bar is 60 pounds. This is at 60 pounds on its own, right? And yes, it does alleviate. Um, it does alleviate a lot of pressure off of your lower back, but it's still a heavy bar. They were finding they weren't using it, so they they needed to sell it. I think a lot of people do that, but at the same time, uh, what are you doing with an older population? I, I asked them this. I was like, "What are you What are you doing with the with an older population uh, with that that heavy a bar?" They're like, "Well, we believe in active aging." Active aging. Yes, I am all for active aging. That's why you see, you know, I used to be an aquafit instructor. I used to, you know, I, I used to train people in the water. There are different ways than wrecking a person's back. And I mean, mind you, this hex bar, I've, I know I've just explained that this hex bar is safer. But once you're getting older, you know, yeah, you want something a little lighter. Active age. We believe in active aging. Well, you just feed me a tagline. I believe in active aging too. I'm all for active aging. I think we're. I think anybody that's working out is technically actively aging. We believe in active aging. Yes. You know what? I don't believe in active injury. I don't want. I don't want injuries for people. I guess that's why they're selling the bar. They just didn't want to admit that. You know, they dropped a fair bit of coin on it. And that's okay too, you know. You gotta you leave it with their pride. Active aging. I'm actively aging. Yes. What a buzzword. Yeah, I love that. Is that is the fitness buzzword? Active aging. You'd tell that had been thrown around their think tank at work. What are we gonna do? We're gonna talk. They went to a seminar. Active aging. Active. Well, uh, no, what are we going to do as opposed to what? Sedentary aging? Of course you're actively aging. You're a fitness studio. Active aging. Yeah. Active. Welcome to active aging. Like, doesn't that sound like a little, like, I don't know, like they're kind of repairing, I don't know, invasion of the body snatchers or something? It sounds a little off. Like, that sounds off. Borderline cultish, and I don't want to say borderline, but it does. Now I'm gonna, you know, I'm not trashing this studio. They, no one knows where this is. Somewhere in Van could be a Nash, could be a, could be a, you know, anytime, could be a Golds. I don't know. You don't know. Could be a Curves. <laughs> you don't know. I'm not. It's not. It's not any of those. You just don't know what it is. Active aging. 
But it's kind of it sounds like sounds like something you would say um, if you were replacing someone with a robot, like a robot exoskeleton. Yeah, we believe in acts of aging. Hey, why don't you step into this hyperbaric chamber? It's going to replace all of your skin cells. Completely scans them and vaporizes them. Out walks a perfect clone with a me metallic, metallic skeleton. <laughs> Skeletal frame. Human tissue of our living exoskeleton. Is it exo or endo? Because it can't be an exoskeleton. I just realized that. It can't be an exoskeleton because an exo would be on the exterior. It's like a shell. That would be an ex... Living tissue over metal endoskeleton. Did he say endo or exo? I think he says exo, but I don't think that's right. Because an exoskeleton would be like, you know, what a cockroach has. You know, they have that shell on the top. It's an exo. It's like they carry their shell over top of their vital organs. I guess metal exoskeleton, you know, technically it's still a skeleton. I don't know. Well, we don't have an exoskeleton. Ours is just a skeleton. You know what I'm saying? There's a skeleton inside me that protects my organs, but it's on the inside. So living tissue over metal endos... Is it endoskeleton? I'm, I'm really actually curious about this. We're going to solve this. Activate. This living tissue of him over Oh, it is. He says Mandalendo. I always thought he said metal exoskeleton. Mandalendo. Arnold got it right. I've been saying it wrong for years. Moral of the story. Lesson learned today. Talk less, listen more. Active aging. Metal endoskeleton. Beware of anybody that says active aging. We're active. Please. Oh, Grandma, you look healthy today. Yes. I started a new fitness routine over at Beep Fitness. You should join. Join now. Please, we can go. It is 24 hours. Oh, I, I, I actually have a test. Go with me now. Destroy. 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 Uh, I, I can't. I got to destroy. Beep. Yeah, living tissue over metal endoskeleton. Active aging. Man, you know what? Is clubbing active aging? Because I have actively aged out of that. I've actively aged out of going to the club. Anyway, that's it for me. This has been a fun podcast. I am out. Have a great rest of your day, wherever you are, wherever you are existing in time. Hopefully you're doing something else. Hopefully you're at the shop. And this is not the sole thing you're listening to. Unless you're the boys in Langley, in which case, keep on trucking. Peace.